it might be better if you sit down and think about what life looks like and if you can get that life sooner rather than later. And I'm not even saying quit your business, quit your job. I'm just saying reorganize your life, especially if you own a business and especially if you own real estate. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips, Heather Marchant, yes, back yes. with you. This is exciting. I know. It's so weird that I look forward to talking to you in space, knowing that other that people is are. Weird. It is weird. That is weird because we talk all the time. This is different. This is different. We podcast is different. I look forward to it as well. And it's a lot of fun. We enjoy making these for you guys. I'm glad that some of you guys enjoy them as well. It's good. Good stuff. Yes. We get great feedback. So keep that coming and send ideas. If you want us to talk about different topics, please send those over to us at invest at rpcinvest.com. We'd love to hear about it. Well, I mean, today, Heather told me that I should come out as a Kenny Chesney fan live on the air here today. So I am a Kenny Chesney fan. Love me some Kenny. Seen him in concert multiple times and I love his music. So as I sit on my dock, I am almost always listening to Kenny Chesney on the dock. Excellent musician. And really his music is very calming for me. Yeah. All of his, like not his early stuff as much, but like when he kind of turned into Jimmy Buffett a little bit, that's when I started really liking Kenny Chesney. Yeah, so, that's true. <laughs> it is, all of this is because there was a post on Facebook that, that I want to talk about. It. It's a cool story. And Kenny Chesney made a song about this story called The Life. And if you guys haven't listened to it, you should look it up and listen to it. Because this is a great song. But if you'll indulge me, I'm going to read this story because it's kind of cool. It's about an American investment banker and a Mexican fisherman. So American investment banker was at the pier of a small coastal village when a small boat with just one fisherman docked. Inside the small boat were several large fin yellow tuna, large yellowfin tuna, sorry. The American complimented the Mexican on the quality of his fish and asked how long it took to catch them. The Mexican replied, only a little while. The American then asked, well, why didn't you stay out longer, catch more fish? The Mexican said, well, I have enough to support my family's immediate needs. And the American then asked, but what do you do with the rest of your time? And the fisherman said, well, I sleep late. I fish a little, play with my kids. I take siestas with my wife, Maria. I stroll to the village each evening where I sip wine, play guitar with my amigos. I have a full and busy life. The Americans scoffed. You know, I can see this happening too, because I have lived abroad and Americans are a little snobbish overseas. Anyway, the Americans, Americans scoffed. Okay, and two things I should point out. The next thing I'm going to say is also a bonus because he's a Harvard MBA, which also, I mean, that's like a double when you're overseas, right. there's a double. So, because I'm a Harvard MBA and I could help you, you should spend more time fishing and with the proceeds, you could buy a bigger boat. I should also say, I'm not opposed to bigger boats, plan on buying one myself. Yes. 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 With the proceeds from the bigger boat, you could buy several boats. Eventually you would have a fleet of fishing boats. And instead of selling your catch to a middleman, you could sell directly to the processor. Eventually, you can open your own cannery. You would control the product, the processing, and distribution. You wouldn't need to leave this little small coastal village 
and move to Mexico City. And then you can move to L.A. and eventually you can move to New York City. Not sure why the hell you would want to move to either. But anyway, um, where you would run your expanding enterprise. Mexican fisherman asked, but how long is all that going to take? American says, well, 15 to 20 years. But what then asked the Mexican? The American laughed and said, well, that's the best part. When the time is right, you'd be able to announce an IPO, sell your company stock to the public, become very rich. You would make millions. Millions? Then what? And the American says, well, then you'd retire. Probably move to a small coastal fishing village where you would sleep late, fish a little, play with your kids, take siestas with your wife, stroll to the village in the evenings where you could sip wine, play guitar with your amigos. Which I guess it should have said grandkids. 20 years, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. And all of this, that's just in case nothing actually happens that changes the dynamic of mm -hmm. your family even more than grandkids yeah. would. That would be a positive change. And we've talked about this on the show before, Heather, but this is kind of that balance between the hustle, work your face off, never see anybody in your family, build an empire. You are the lord of the empire and... The rest of life, which is what's most important. Yeah. And this sums it up pretty, pretty well. Well, we end the show every time with get out there and make something happen is what you reminded me of, right? That there is that drive. I think the drive for me is to also be worthy of the stewardship that I have of having some financial assets to work with and to invest them the right way and make that money work for me, but also maybe tempering that a little bit with how this vision of what I want for my life and what I want for my family. So it's really an interesting dynamic for me because I am a very driven person. I always have been since mm -hmm. I was Same. super young. <laughs> so Same. Very I, goal oriented. Yes. Nothing gets in the way. And I think that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Yep. But I think that the thing that a lot of people, myself included for years, get stuck in is that if we only have goals surrounding money mm -hmm. and our business, that's the only thing we're going to drive on when we have things that are far more important. Why would we not have goals or a vision for our family, for our personal lives, spiritual, charitable there's all kinds of different things that we should have goals and visions for. And that's what is really, really important. Now, I'll be the first to admit, you can do all of those, those things broke. and You can do all those things with a lot of money. And I much prefer a lot of money. So I think people think that they have to sell their soul to be able to make this huge empire. And I guess depending on how big the empire is, you might have to. And I think that's the moral of this story is what's it all about? Because what the fisherman is trying to figure out is, but what's the end goal here? Like, what is it that I'm trying to accomplish? And it's funny because we, especially in America, because we are all so driven, we're working all our lives so that eventually we can chill out. And here this guy is working every day so he can chill out every day. And he spends time with the people who are most important to him and does the things that he wants to do. I'm proof that you can actually do that and you can do it now and you don't have to wait. Yeah. It is maybe a little slower and maybe your empire won't be quite as big, but life does not suck. 
when you're living your vision. And I think one thing that I don't want to gloss over too is when you have financial resources, you can actually use that for really good. I mean, you said charitable giving, like really good, awesome things versus make a little bit to just have your needs and then chill all day. Right. So having some industry to be able to expand what you have so you can give, which is you've taught me, Ron, really one of the best parts of, of having a good amount of money to work with. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And all of that gives you, it does give you time. I just think that people think that they have to wait to yeah. be able to have this time. And then, and I also, I think I've mentioned on the show that I'm, I'm writing a book. One of the things about the book is, I mean, the title of the book is you're wealthier than you think. I think a lot of people are far wealthier than they realize that they are because they don't understand what it is that they're actually working toward. They don't even know what life looks like post business, post career, whatever it is. They just, there's this arbitrary number we're working towards both a, an age number and a net worth number. And for the most part, they're pulled right out of the thin air. Yeah. That's so true. Or some number they heard in an article, like read in an article, saw on a news clip. You know what I mean? Like not really a customized and why I loved the question and that story of what then? So yep. I have that. What happens next? Like, I think that that's something with your own goals. If you have goals, you should be able to answer those questions. And we've talked about if then statements on the show before too. They are the death Mm-hmm. of anything good. If then statements are just not good. If I can only get to here, then I'd be happy. Or if I could only get this, then I would be happy. If I could be this, then I would be happy or then I would be whatever. And those are all horrible statements because as soon as the, if then happens, there's no more then. And so you create another one and another one and another one. Instead of having this holistic vision of how you want your life to look and then living that way all the time. It's like a counterfeit to a vision. Yes. That is a great word. That's exactly what it is. And those, there's nothing wrong with being goal oriented, but goals in and of themselves fail. And that's why, because once you hit them, it's so fleeting. It's so fleeting. I used to have this big number in my mind out there. I'm like, man, If I could just have that much net worth, I would never have to work again. Life would be great. I could do whatever I wanted to do. There's a few problems with that. Number one, I pulled the number out of thin air. No clue. Just it was a big number. And secondarily to that, I had no idea once I got the number what the heck life even was going to look like. I thought, well, man, if I get this number, I could do whatever I want. Well, yeah, that's true. But what is it? whatever you want. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. Never even thought it through. I don't even know how much whatever I want costs. Yeah. What does whatever I want cost? Mm -hmm. We meet with clients and we go through some specific questions to help them arrive at that vision. And it's a very small scope of a vision. And I I'm shocked at how many people say to me when I ask those questions, I've never thought of it before. Like, oh, wow. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a hard question to answer, right? So I think some people 
they like push against it. They don't like it. I think they don't even want to go there. I talked with a handful of people like a decade ago that would say things like, well, it's just about the money. Like it's just about cash flow. Like this is the only reason I'm doing this. And I'm like, well, like I tried to dig deeper and they couldn't go there. Like it was the whole time it was about financial stability, cash flow, cash flow, money, money. And I was like, I, it was only a couple of people, but it was sobering to think about that. They had no, no idea of yeah, what. Nothing to look forward to other than making yeah. money. I find that in posts all the time. There was a post the other day, this guy was talking about being a, a valuable person and the way that you be a valuable person is wow. to make a crap ton of money valuable and that you should, and that you should hang around only yeah. hang around with valuable people and valuable people make a crap ton of money. That's what they yeah. do. I didn't respond because I didn't want to get into a big old, huge, long discussion with someone who clearly is lost. But I mean, are you serious? That's what makes you a vibe. I know a lot of people who make a crap ton of money who have no value to yeah. me whatsoever, like none. If there could be a negative number <laughs> on value, it would, that's what they would be to me. Zero value. I don't care that they make a ton of money, but I mean, you and I have both known people who have tried to level up just with in the financial realm with people that they hang around Yeah, and it did not go well because that was the only reason that they were trying to level up. And as they leveled up, the people with more money, they just sniffed that out <laughs> they, yeah. because the person wasn't bringing any value. Value is not just about making a crap ton of money. It is a holistic thing. And since that person didn't bring any value, they didn't fit around the people who made a lot of money. Most people that I know who make a lot of money are very cool people who bring a lot of value to the world. And most of the value has nothing to do with the amount of money that they have. So I have a couple questions for you because you're really good at this, Ron, about keeping the vision in the forefront. Because for me, I am okay at it, but I feel like you're really good at it. So I have some questions because I've seen this in you. I guess I'll make a statement first is that you review your vision regularly. Mm -hmm. I know you review it around the end of the year or beginning of the year, but what are some things you do so that it's not just an annual thing? to keep your vision of what you're wanting out of life in the forefront. Yeah. So reviewing it, I'll just, I'll give you an example. My coaching group, my mastermind group here at the house. And one of the things that we first started off with was know your numbers. And one of the numbers was, I said, you need a personal financial statement and you need to know what your net worth is and you need to track it. Yeah. And you know, somebody asked like, well, why do you need to track it every month? It doesn't change that often. And I said, well, one day it will change that often. And the way to get it to change that often is to track it because what you track actually happens. Mm -hmm. If you don't ever look at it and you don't ever track it, things aren't going to happen because you're not, you're not making it happen. And it's the same thing with your vision. You have to look at it. Yeah. You have to update it when it's not right. And I'll give you a, for instance, like I had in my original vision that I wanted to go and do martial arts again because mm -hmm. I kind of missed it. Well, I went to a few different places and as I was in there, I was like, you know what? I really don't miss this at all. I don't miss this <laughs> at all. 
I don't, I don't want to do this. I thought I did, but I, I really don't want to do that when push to come to shove. And there were several things in my vision like that. One we've talked about before on the show, and that is Bobby Joe and I thought we wanted to live on the beach. Oh, so we yeah. always wanted to live on the water. We thought we wanted to live on the beach. Well, and we made offers on houses on the beach and we, well, I mean, it turns out we should have bought every one of them because they're now they're worth like 10 or $11 million. But anyway, <laughs> that's beside the point. When we were down there all the time, we hung out down there quite a bit. When it becomes beach season, we hated it down there. Hated that's a good it. Point. The traffic is out of control. And, you know, we like to go out to dinner and there's not a whole lot of restaurants down there, which means we would have to leave the island. And it just it really didn't work for us at all. Turns out we, we still want to live on the water. Now we, we do live on the water and because we live on the water and we can just go hang out on our dock, we've not been to the beach hardly at all. Really? It wasn't the beach. It was That's the water. Yeah. So, Cause you uh, used to send me pictures like from the beach. I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. Like how many pictures from the beach have you? Nope. They're none. all from our dock. That's so interesting. I didn't even recognize so, it. The vision is a is something that is alive. It grows with you. There's also times and seasons in life. Yeah. Right? Our families are uniquely different. I have a grandson and grown children, and you have small kids. Yeah. Not so small anymore, but still little kids. And yeah. those are different times. Those visions are different. They're just different. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. this is a, a moving, it's a moving target. It needs to be updated and it also needs to be reviewed because if you're not reviewing it, you're not ever going to live it. So yeah. that's the main way. And then the, the rest of it is just creativity. It's how can I actually make this thing happen sooner than later? And the more creative you are, the easier and faster that process becomes. But you can't be creative on something that you're not looking at. doesn't yeah. work. And you're right that the more you track it, it changes more frequently. I've been amazed by that. Like, I feel like because of real estate in a lot of ways, your trajectory of growth is just, it's so fast. Like it starts really slow with one or two or three properties. And then it just starts compounding. I mean, it's crazy because I just listed another one of my properties today. It was the one we talked about, Violet. We listed, I listed Violet today, like on the local MLS and I'm like, man, it just feels like the growth. And I'm so grateful. And it's so exciting because of what I, what I can do, right. It gives me more flexibility. But I think though, Ron, for me coming back to that vision and remembering that vision is tricky for me because I'm so driven and goal oriented. So I feel like on the daily, you focus on your vision. I feel like you do it with, you're like, I'm going to go for a walk with Bobby Joe. I'm going to, you know what I mean? That you can turn well, off. That's the piece that real estate and business bring. They allow yeah. you to do that. And so in my life over the years, because we, and we've talked about a few of the things that were wake up calls for me, but because of those things, I've just put some bumper rails on my life. They're just non starters for me. I yeah. don't work in the evening. 
I don't work in the evening. And I know that sometimes frustrates people in the company and especially in the new startup that we've got going on. And no, I mean, the, these tech people work in the middle of the night. I don't know what the hell, but <laughs> I don't do that. And yeah. I don't work on the weekends. I certainly don't work on Sunday. That's like an off day. And I do every ounce of time I get, I hang out with the people who I love. And so I changed that many years ago because I had had several, so many years not doing that. And mm -hmm. I had a couple of wake up calls that are the kind you don't want in your life. Everybody thinks nothing's ever going to happen to them, that their life is just going to keep going and that they're going to have all the time in the world. And I'm now old enough to know that that is not true. And I hope that my voice rings true in some young people before they take a decade of their lives and lose it, throwing themselves at their business. Yeah. Now that said, in the beginning of a startup business, you have got to hustle. There's no way around that, but you do need to know when you have crossed the threshold where you don't have to do that anymore. And most people don't realize that they just keep growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. And they're in there in the fight and they're doing it every day. And, that's the piece that I think is a massive failure. We talked about it on the show not too long ago where the people who brag about how, how busy yeah. they are and how much money they're making because they're working 80 hours a week. Well, I'm just really not impressed by that at all. Yeah. I've seen you like take email off your phone, not work in the evenings. There's just non-negotiables. And I admire that. It's funny because you say it probably annoys people. And I think it does. Like sometimes I'm like, man, dang it. Like it's past five o'clock Ron's time. Like I know that it's, I try to respect the boundary. Sometimes I just forget because it's earlier because I'm, we're two hours difference in time. Right. But for the most part, I actually am like, man, I want that in my life. Like for the most part, it's motivating to me, not a demotivating. And if I'm not, if I'm by myself, I'll pick up the phone yeah, if you're calling. Yeah. But if I'm with yep. the family, I don't. And yep. it does. And especially when I took email off my phone, it did annoy people. And I also put a message on my phone, if you'll remember. Yeah. It's still yeah. there. And yeah. I think for the first like 60 days, and I pissed a lot of people off, like really pissed people off. Because my voice message on my cell phone <laughs> says, says basically, <laughs> I don't answer this phone live. And... By the way, if I don't know you, don't bother leaving a message and yeah. don't text me, like call my office. And yeah. it really pissed people off, especially some people who we had been doing business with for a while and they didn't know what to do. I mean, I told them what to do. Just text me that, you know, <laughs> it's okay. You can text me, but yeah. if you don't know me and you text me, I'm just going to delete it because I don't know you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I do have some weird things that I do, but those weird things work for my vision. They don't work for everybody's vision. Some people would have like an aneurysm knowing that there's people trying to get a hold of them and they can't get a hold yeah. of them. I don't care if somebody can't get a hold of me. I figure if it's a super emergency, they'll figure it out. Exactly. I think those are great takeaways. And to look and to prepare your vision, if you haven't, spend some time and prepare your vision and write it out. And then to build some boundaries or some bumpers, as you call them, I think, to help you live your vision every day. Man, because like, 
if really what you want is a simple life at the end of the day, I guess the, the real question is the one that the fishermen ask, right? Yeah. Then what? I mean, what is this all for? If, if it's to do what I do every day anyway, why, why the hell would I want to go through 15 years of work to do that? And I yes. would, I would just submit to all of you out there. If that's what you're after, I would just ask, is there a reason why you can't do that sooner? Yeah. Is there a reason why you can't do some of it now and enjoy life? God forbid you, your partner, one of your kids isn't here anymore for you to enjoy in this age that you pulled out of your hindquarters and, you know, this net worth number that you pulled out of your hindquarters. It might yeah. be better if you sit down and think about what life looks like and if you can get that life sooner rather than later. And I'm not even saying quit your business, quit your job. I'm just saying reorganize your life, especially yeah. if you own a business, especially if you own real estate. And encouraging people that you in your life. I mean, if you're a business owner, encourage people that you mentor at your office to live the same. I, you do that for me. And yesterday I was like, okay, I my work is manageable. I can get to all these things and still hit my deadlines, what I have to do. And so Doug didn't know, my husband's Doug. And he said, I'm going to go skiing this morning after I take the kids to school. And he came back from dropping off the kids and was coming to get his skis. And I was ready to go. And he, had to he totally was surprised. And I said, I'm going to go with you. I said, I can only ski until this time because I have this and this going. But I said, let's go. And it was it was really good for me, like really good for me to spend the time and to just take a minute. It was two hours in my workday. And I easily like I almost am more productive because I want to take that time. So I'm yes. going to get everything done. Not that this is what Heather should have done on her trip, but I'd gone skiing before back in the day when I didn't have as much money as I do now. And I didn't have the freedom that I do. And I would ski and I would sell real estate on the yeah. chairlift up to the yeah. top. And then I would, <laughs> yep. I would just turn my phone off, put it in my pocket, ski down. And then I would turn it back on at the bottom yeah. and I would sell all the way to the top. And, you know, people may laugh, but that, that worked really well. I got to have a blast yeah. with my friends. And then on the way to the top, I would just do a little bit of work. And then I would, we would hang out coming down. And we would hang out in the restaurant and we would eat. I had a really good day. I didn't work very much. Right. And I wouldn't do that now. I would just chuck my phone in the car and go skiing. But back then I had to hustle a little bit more. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I just figured out how to live that part of what I didn't even know was a vision. I just wanted to have some fun. I found a way to do it. And yeah. I mean, Heather, Heather and multiple other people have talked to me many times when I was in the hot tub. I'm yeah. chilling in the hot tub and I'm okay doing a little bit of work while I was doing it because back in the day I was hustling. And so I would take some calls in the hot tub when I was by myself, but not when I was in the hot tub with the family. Right. Yeah. So there's creative ways to make things happen if you want to find them. And I guess if you don't and you're listening to this and you, you want to work your face off, I still love you. God bless you. I just feel sorry for you. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a better way, but that's okay. Cause that's your vision and not mine. Yeah. I'll think about you from the dock listening to Kenny <laughs> Chesney. And on that positive note, 
<laughs> Everybody get out there and make something happen this week. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.